Good day. Welcome. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show. Continuing on. Back at it again today. The day after. The day after Luke Fickle is introduced as the uh, the next head coach of the, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. And you've got the Packers off today. Back in the practice field again tomorrow. And in addition to that, you also have uh, Bucks basketball, which is uh, in full swing. College hoops that are in full swing. Ben Kenny producing the program. How you doing today, Ben? I'm good, Bill. I'm fighting off a little bit of illness, frankly. Yeah, I think well, I'm still every recovering. Every time you travel, you, if you go to on a plane, pretty much everybody gets sick. After yeah, you get off the plane. I think I'm still recovering from Thanksgiving. Not a lot of sleep, a lot of food, yeah. a lot of alcohol, and yeah. you know still recovering but aside from that i'm great this is big drinking family or just uh just yourself going out in the belt eh, mostly myself wouldn't say the biggest okay. drinking family <laughs> okay not so in a weird were way you in, were you impressed yesterday with luke fickle i mean yeah i guess i don't like to make sweeping assumptions based on introductory press conferences like there are some people that knock it out of the park and then turn out to not be a good hire and there are some people that are the opposite of that I guess a lot of what I already thought was confirmed. Like he is he is good at getting people excited. He's good at getting boosters involved. He's a great face for the program. But I kind of already thought that and then it confirmed it yesterday. But no sweeping conclusions from it. Were you surprised when the uh, the announcement came that oh by the way we're going to get new practice facilities? That had already been announced a little while ago. They've been working on that for a while. Right. Well, it's 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 like uh, I I you heard the the the, the fact that they were going to get these new practice facilities, but I think when Luke Fickle comes in and says I'm taking the job, it's like full steam ahead on getting the funds raised for that, full steam ahead on recruiting, full steam ahead on putting this program back on the track, and full steam ahead. He didn't talk about winning the Big Ten. It, it, this was about national championships. Did I mean he, I, the fact that he brought that up? made me go, whoa, wait a minute. This isn't about same old, same old, just getting to a bowl game. You know what I mean? Kind of. I They use the word championship loosely. So I think it's kind of up for interpretation. Like, he didn't come on and say, I'm going to try to win national titles. He didn't do a right. Barry Alvarez, everyone get your seats before they're gone speech, which I'm, I'm fine with because we don't know what it's going to look like exactly. Um, I, the, I, I think... What it's going to look like is you've got Wisconsin probably third, fourth in the Big Ten. Once they go to just, uh, you know, the top two going to be playing for the Big Ten championship, you're going to end up seeing Wisconsin forcibly chasing Ohio State, Michigan, maybe Penn State to a certain extent, USC to a certain extent once they come in. But you're, I get the sense that this is not about being fourth or fifth in the Big Ten. This is about getting to that same level. And don't you think, uh, and I, I had a friend of mine yesterday texting me when he was listening to the press conference. Now, I didn't get a chance to hear it personally. I waited till last night to listen to it, uh, live, that is. Um, don't you get the sense that, I mean, he's got all the respect in the world for Ohio State. He's from Ohio. He went there, everything. Don't you get the sense that there's this, Cincinnati was never going to be the stick in the eye to Ohio State. But don't you get the sense that he's like, okay, I'm in the Big Ten now. And we're gonna, this, this is a prominent program. Like, he couldn't recruit Michigan by going to Michigan State. He couldn't have made that program more prominent than Michigan. But Wisconsin, 
I think this is the reason he talked about that being a destiny. You know what I mean? Like, okay, now I've got a legitimate program in the Big Ten, and I'm going to be a pain in your ass over there in Ohio. Yes, to the last part of it. The recruiting part's hard because if he had gone to Michigan State, like they live on a somewhat recruiting hotbed, and they live a lot more closer to better high school players. And obviously Cincinnati in Ohio does as well. I think the one challenge he'll see is, yes, the goal is to try to get to a level of Ohio State or beat them once every how many years and maybe get into a Big Ten title game and win it. I think the problem he'll realize is the state of Wisconsin doesn't produce the players to do that. So how do you bring in that talent? Oh, I think he's already got the portal into that area. I, that's just it. I think he's got the portal into that area. I think that that area already is he, he's got the relation. He built relationships, as we heard Mo Egger say yesterday, he built relationships with with those those a lot of those high schools in that area, in that 300-mile area. He's, he, he built those relationships. So I think he's going to draw on those and pull some of those kids out of that state I think he already knows that recruiting area in the north, uh, although you're not going to go get the blue chippers, we'll say, out of Michigan because most of those guys are going to either go to Michigan or Ohio State. But I think he's going to get, instead of getting the five stars, he'll get the four and the threes. And then obviously he's been good at developing talent. So, And I, I, I just have this feeling that this whole upper Midwest now kind of becomes it's between him and Harbaugh and Ryan Day and they've got their choice. And you've got a little bit of Bielema in there now that Illinois is making a run. Bielema is going to be obviously trying to pick out the uh, the best of the best and some of those prolific players coming out of, the, uh, out of uh, Illinois. But I think when you start to look at prominent football programs, uh, I think those three right now in the upper Midwest are going to be the three that are going to be, be picking, so to speak. At least that's my perception. Just because I've heard over the last 24 hours, really 48, I've heard so many good things about Luke Fickle being on the recruiting trail and the way he sets it up. Now, the one thing that uh, is going to be paramount is the fact that they Wisconsin has got to step up their game when it comes to putting money into the recruiting, uh, into the recruiting uh, activation in the portal as far as the, uh, the NIL. So, because they're going to be going to be competing directly with obviously those bigger schools, but, uh, but no, I was, I was we're going to hear from uh, Luke Fickle, but I, I was excited for some of the things that he had to say. Uh, I was excited. Uh, we got Rob Reichel coming up today in about 45, 50 minutes from now. We'll talk with him about what we witnessed this past weekend with Packers. Also moving forward, Zach Heilprint's going to give us his thoughts on the Badgers and the hiring coming up here in the uh, the noon hour. Got our power rankings coming up today, but like I said, you're going to hear from Matt Lafleur, Luke Fickle, Chris McIntosh today as well. So a lot going on, uh, a lot going on there. Uh, but I did want to get the the reaction uh, from Badger fan that heard Luke Fickle, and we're going to hear some of his stuff coming up here in just a little bit. Um, but uh, I I'm really interested to what you've heard over the last 24, 48 hours. What you heard yesterday from Luke Fickle? Give me your reaction to the to the hiring of Luke Fickle as the uh, new head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven 1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, I got up early this morning. I was up, I got up about 5, 5.30, and I went over to see uh, Doc Levine, who uh, I had uh, some wisdom, or not wisdom teeth, but my crown work done today. 
And, and I got, uh, for whatever reason, it's a long story, but I had to have to wait on it one more time. So I was over there early this morning and uh, between him and the assistant. Now, Ben, when you go to the dentist and you say, this is what you do for a living, and they start talking sports, but yet you've got gauze and fingers and tools in your mouth and you can't talk, is that not crazy or what? Oh, it's very much crazy. I don't yeah. usually say I do this for a living. I, I say right. something much more boring so they don't talk to me. Well, my uh, my doctor was an advertiser, so he knows. And uh, right. his, he's got a new assistant, uh, and she does a lot of the... Uh, like the sculpting work on crowns and all that kind of stuff. So he comes in, checks you out, pops off the old one, gets ready to put on the new one, and then says, okay, I'll talk to you later. And then she comes in and then forms up everything you need, and then off you go. Anyway, so he sits down, and it is uh, the discussion of Joe Barry. Of, I mean, this guy's like adamant. Like, why in the hell can you not fire a defensive coordinator to make a statement in the middle of the season? That is so bad. And I, got, I started thinking about it. I thought, you know, because he, he brought up a good point. He said, because all you're doing is giving a guy with a bad philosophy, a bad mind, and a bad scheme four, five, six, seven more games to instill into people, those players, things that you want them to forget once he leaves. Bad philosophical decisions. Once, once he leaves, you don't want that anymore. So why do you give him four and five and six more games just because he's your friend, because he's your buddy? And I started thinking about that. I thought, you know, it's tough because you don't want to fire anybody midseason and be known as that guy because then it's it might be tough to get guys to come and work for you. But then again, it's like he said, he's like, look, there's only 32 jobs in the whole National Football League, and all these assistants are out there dying to be coordinators. They have philosophies. They have ideas. Go find the best one to come in and start kind of taking this thing over as soon as the season's done. In the meantime, the guy that's got the bad philosophy, the bad mental into it, the, the, the guy that doesn't challenge your players, the guy that is just dumb in certain circumstances and situations, why would you allow that guy to stick around? And I started thinking about it, and I thought, you're right. This is like allowing a bad salesperson to remain on your staff to drag your ass down and teach your salespeople the incorrect way, knowing at the end of the fiscal year you're going to fire them anyway. Why would you keep them around? Because if, if it's about a business, it's about business. Now, he also gets on Mark Murphy for making bad decisions, and I said, wait a minute. Either Murphy is out of it and you don't want him in it, and and when things are good, it's all the floor and all good against, or when things suck, it's all Mark Murphy. You can't have it both ways. What Mark Murphy's responsible for is the overall fiscal financial responsibility and success of the franchise, not just the team, but the franchise. Whether it's marketing, development, you know, influx of income, that's what he's responsible for. So ultimately, he's done a good job. The product on the field in a season has suffered. I agree with that. Completely agree with that. In a season has suffered. But overall... The product's making money hand over fist. The development of the Titletown District, the development of the structures around Lambeau Field, the development of Lambeau Field, the additions of Lambeau Field, the expenditures that they've done, the buying up of property, the uh, the ability to generate revenue, all of that he's done. He's done it extremely well. I can't argue with that. Neither should any of you, and the reason being is because you you don't have an owner. This team was at the precipice at the end of Bob Harlan's tenure. 
of possibly leaving had they not gotten the Brown County tax pass. What Mark Murphy has done is expound upon the business. Now, I know people are rolling their eyes going, oh, God, give me a break, you know. But it's the truth. When you think about it, you don't have a pocket of money to draw from like a Jerry Jones or anybody else for that matter. You don't have that. You don't have the Rooney family. You don't have, uh, you know, the Mara family. You don't have any of those That's that's that have other big businesses that keeps all of that afloat. You just have the Packers and their own operating expenses. So Murphy's done a decent job. He's done a really good job, actually, when you talk about the development uh, overall around Lambeau Field. Where you're suffering right now is the play on the field. So in the last championships, and probably letting Ted go a little bit too long, probably a year too long, and handpicking between Russ Ball, Brian Gutekinst, and then what they've done with Matt LaFleur. Now, nobody complained about it at the end of last season other than the fact that they came up woefully short and they completely ignored the, uh, the special teams. And again, special teams being problematic all throughout the season and the reluctancy of Matt LaFleur to fire Mo Drayton, get rid of him completely, and move on and change philosophy. Same thing this season. It is an atrocious defense. And there is absolutely no reason, none at all, to keep Joe Barry around. None. Other than the fact that you have to then shake up your staff. Responsibilities start to trickle down. Who's going to be the coordinator? Who's calling the plays? Who's going to be then elevated out of that group to take over an otherwise failing defense? And then whose responsibilities does that person that they currently have in-house become? So I completely get it. But it also is you have to worry about, as we worry about Aaron Rodgers and the ego and the feelings and all that, you can't have it both ways. It's either a business or it's not. Players love to talk about it being a business. Well, this is a business decision. I need to make money for my family. I can't feed my family on $20 million a year. Are you kidding me? I, no, I can't. It's a business. But then if you got guys that are mistreated or they're cut because it's a business, suddenly it's like, well, they don't have a heart. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. So it's either a business or it's a, it, it's, it's a family. It's a tradition. It's a storied franchise. It's something that you want to be a part of. You have to find that, that medium, that happy balance. I understand that. But too many times do we, we get caught up into the, one, it's a business, get rid of the bum, and two, well, you got to take care of them. So it, it's, if it's a business, and Matt LaFleur keeps saying, oh, this is a business, this is the NFL, this is a business, you know, got to check the tape, and this is a business. Well, if it's a business, then you get rid of dead wood. And if the, if the dead wood is so valuable to hang on to, floating out in the abyss, and you're hanging on to this dead piece of crap that's floating around out there, then you need to float away too. And and at that point in time, if you got, it's like last year. We all knew the special teams were terrible. You saw it. I saw it. Everybody saw it. But you got to hang on to Mo Drayton. Why? Well, because you can't give me a good reason. Oh, the guys like Pete him right now. Right, yeah, he's a positive Pete. He, that, he's a guy's like him. He's a positive Pete. Okay, you know, be like a, a race car driver that just automatically takes a right turn and hits the wall every damn time. But you got to keep him to the end of the season because you know you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and cut him loose early. Meanwhile, he's crashing cars into the wall because he's turning right when everybody else is going left. I mean, come on. I can just hear Wayne Larrabee now. That's third and six. <laughs> Packers line up trying to get the stop. 
Meanwhile, they got Jair and Stokes and Rasul and Kayshawn and everybody else playing 14 yards off the ball and a backpedal the minute the ball is snapped. It's a quick out, quick seven-yard out to the receiver, first down. And and Joe Barry's over there with his, he's on the he's on the field. Thank God he's over there with that sheet in front of him, and he's like going, "Oh man, I just I, I I didn't do the math real quick. Hang on a second, the game's flowing too fast. I can't do the math. I somebody get me an abacus uh, or one of those old calculators, or somebody calls Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory to do some of the math for me. I can't figure this out. Why hang on to a guy that can't do math?" <sighs> Certainly, if you have a huge package. There you go. There you go. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Uh, now, here's one more, um, one more uh, thing when we come back, and I want to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, well, actually, it's two more things. Two more things. One, there was a thought that was given to me this morning also. Um, the uh, Aaron Rodgers, and you talk about thoughts of playing. And sometimes when you talk to other people that really aren't in the business and aren't in the know and they give you a perspective, you're like, oh, okay, I can understand that. Because you're always looking for something. But for those that want to see that, that want to see Jordan Love and what he's got versus protecting the feelings and the, you know, the competitive side of Aaron Rodgers. It was a really interesting discussion and dynamic, and I want you to hear it when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Some really, really good stuff today. Outside perspective today. When I leave the house, I find things. It's pretty cool. Stay tuned. we got more coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. 877-867-1670. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I'm getting all kinds of questions about Aaron Rodgers and the uh, whole 9-11 conspiracy theory stuff with Deshaun Kaiser. Um, I... Unless Deshaun Kaiser expounds upon Rodgers did or did not believe and argued that it never happened. and I, it, To me, it's off-the-field stuff, and I really don't care. It's just another level of deep thinking that Rodgers gives people to, in some way, shape, or form, elevate them, educate them, bring in their, their mental side. He challenges you. He challenges everybody. Um... You know, um, I you know, you see Mark over on Twitter, and uh, there's a couple other people, and, and Pac Fan over on uh, the Bud Light live stream. Sharon, uh, <laughs> Sharon says, "Are you kidding me? Are we rooting for a guy that doesn't believe in our own military and believe in 9/11?" Uh, look, hey, to me, it's it's not that it's a non-issue; it's that it really doesn't have a lot to do with with football. You know what I mean? So I'm like, eh. Uh, you know, the, he can believe in green goblins. We can all look at him with a raised eyebrow and go, okay, whatever. But, you know, that's for your life away from the field, and guys are allowed to have a life away from the field. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, if it was something to the effect of, um, you know, I 
can't stand the country or whatever, you know, or believe that it was justified or whatever, then then I have an issue with it. But beyond that, it's like, okay, it's another weird level of depth that Aaron Rodgers brings upon himself. So that other guys, you know, kind of reveal as you peel that onion back. Uh, Troy says, says, does Matt LaFleur have the power to fire coaches or does the front office control all of that as well? It's both because obviously there would be money owed. So if he would say, I'm going to get rid of this guy, yeah, I would have to, uh, he would have to go upstairs and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Uh, Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's talk to Chris listening to us in Tampa, Florida. Chris, welcome up, uh, man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing warm. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Yeah. Hey, um. They're not going to pile on Joe Barry. I mean, we all know that's the deficiency of this team this year is the, the most underachieving defense uh, with all the draft capital that has been put onto this team. So, um, But I'm going to step to a different direction and go with, you know, the next year and two. Um, you know, I, you know, God bless Aaron Rodgers, but I really think we should have tried traded him last year and got draft picks and moved on. But um, I, I think it's time maybe to give – you know, maybe after the Bears game, give uh, Love a shot at it, see how, see how he does. I mean, one quarter doesn't make him, oh, my God, Jordan Love's great. Um, but he did look like he had his head together the other night. But, you know, you look at you look at Watson and, and Romeo Dobbs, you know, you put another year on these guys and they can stay healthy and on the field. Mm-hmm. So those are two quality receivers that, you know, a lot of people are, might not think. But, you know, put them both back on the field next year. Um, and our offense is not bad. Uh, you know, we just can't we can't uh, we can't get another team's offense off the field. So right. I, I like I like what I'm seeing this team. Um, but something obviously needs to change with the defense. But boy, I tell you what, I'm I'm real excited finally to say that hey, we might have two back to back really good receivers on this team, and maybe you know bring in a strong veteran to kind of push them a little bit more. You know, I don't know if it's OBJ or, or whomever. I don't know. I doubt he'll right. come to the Green Bay. But, you know, but something like that, too. You know, not Sammy Watkins because, you know, he's Sammy Watkins. But, right, uh, right, you know, right. that, that seeding core might be the best we've had in years as a, as a core with those two kids. And, and that's, a, that's a bright future. And if they can, they can come together with love in the future and, you know, we keep, you know, Dylan and, and, and Rogers, uh, you know, our running backs, man, dog game, man, they're – that looks pretty good for our future and, you know, figure out the defense. But, uh, you know, I'm all for them. I was coming up for right. a game uh, for the Rams game, but I decided to go to Key West instead because, you know, at this point, <laughs> I'm not going to be I don't blame you. That, so I'll just keep yeah. so. but Anyways, no, I appreciate y'all taking my call and, um, you know, go from there. Go, Pat, go. All right. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is uh, <laughs> that's Bob listening. Or, excuse me, uh, Chris listening to us down in Tampa. Um when, when it comes to, uh, and I, I went to break bringing this up, so think about this for a minute. Um, I, you know, this morning I was, like I said, I'm, you know, sitting in the dentist chair, and the uh, the dentist comes in and says, "Why wouldn't you play Jordan Love? The season's over. You've got a lot of money still invested in Aaron Rodgers. Why take a chance on with an ACL and MCL or whatever? The stats aren't going to get much better for Aaron Rodgers." So why would you take a chance on playing him? He said, and then think about this. Other than Rodgers just being competitive, right? He said, Rodgers has been there, done that for so many seasons. He knows he's not really playing for anything other than just pride. 
while Jordan Love, on the other hand, he's a, he he can't wait to get under center. He can't wait to be the starter. He can't wait to really engage. He can't wait to show what he can do. This is a guy that's chomping at the bit. Maybe he brings a different energy. Maybe he brings an energy that, so suppose they keep him around, that even pushes Rodgers into next year, saying, hey, wait, th- this kid's got something, and, oh, look, you know, people are going to be clamoring for him over me. I better up my game. He said, I don't see a downside to this. And he said, the only reason they are playing Aaron Rodgers is because he's Aaron Rodgers, and they're afraid of hurting his feelings. He said, and I, you know, it's 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 interesting. I just, sometimes you get a different perspective and you can understand it. Now, I don't necessarily fully agree with it because I still think we talk about getting on the same page and making sure that things begin to develop between you and the receivers, specifically if Rodgers is coming back next year. But you look at all this stuff and you think, he's right. I, I'll tell you this, man, if, if Jordan Love gets into games and knows that he's going to be the starter for the remainder of the season. He is chomping at the bit to do it. Rodgers, in the meantime, heals up, does not run the risk of getting banged up, losing an ACL, and MCL, or anything else for that matter, busting up a shoulder, breaking something. He doesn't have to worry about it. All of his injuries begin to heal. He starts the healing process early. The only thing that would be suffering is his ego and statistics. That's it. Sounds like a now, great idea. Pu- publicly, you don't say we're benching him. What you would do now, my opposite argument to that is Rodgers takes a shot to the ribs and he is hurting. Rodgers has been ailing with a thumb all season long. He's hurting. And this guy still wants to go out and lead, still wants to go out and play. When he very easily right now could pack it in and say, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to start to to walk away and heal up for next year, and then I'll figure it out what I want to do in the offseason and go from there. But don't you then turn around and give him all kinds of credit to say, no, this guy wants to go out. He wants to compete. He wants to play injured. He wants to or hurt and hurting. He want, don't, you know, so to Jordan Love, absolutely. But don't you then turn around and give Rodgers that same amount of credit for not taking the easy way out? You know, it's just it's it's the balance of both thoughts. I thought I just thought it was a really good. Sometimes you get in conversations and really there's no bad opinion. There's reality. And then there. and, and, And then there's what will happen, I guess, or what could possibly happen. But I thought it was a great discussion. 877-867-1670, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Always great to have Bud Light on board. Thanks to them for being a part of the program, as always. And this week, by the way, um, when it comes to the uh, the Bill Michaels huddle, we, uh, we're we going to be back out on the road uh, coming up this week. So we're going to uh, – I'll let you know where when we come back because I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you. I can't remember where we're going to be. But we've got uh, another good one coming up. Uh, the Wednesday night huddle, the Bill Michaels huddle coming up tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m. As always, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. And when you want to find out where we are going to be, all, uh, by the way, we are going to be at Kelly's Bleachers on Blue Mount. Kelly's Bleachers on Blue Mount tomorrow night. Great place. Kelly's Bleachers on Blue Mount. So I uh, can't wait for that. Then don't forget, coming up this Sunday, if you're heading down to the game, 
down to, uh, we're going to be at the Shy Bar inside the Sheridan Hotel. Going to be doing the Green and Gold Postgame Show live from the Shy Bar inside the Sheridan Hotel. Myself, Mike Clements, all going to be on site. Mike's going to be in the stadium. I'm going to be at the Shy Bar. We're both going down to the game. But we're going to be at the Shy Bar inside the Sheridan Hotel. So if you're looking for rooms and if you're looking, to, if you're going to the game this weekend and you want a good place to go, I, I can't recommend this enough. The Sheridan Hotel on the Riverwalk down there. Beautiful, beautiful hotel. They've got Shula's uh, Steakhouse right inside. But we're heading down there. We're going to do the uh, postgame show live from the Shy Bar coming up on Sunday. So Kelly's Bleachers tomorrow night and the Shy Bar Hotel or the Shy Bar at the Sheridan Hotel coming up on Sunday. All brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. going to be out doing some local shopping downtown lacrosse uh, maybe heading over to dales or maybe you're going to go to the briar patch get yourself a couple of good quality cigars or any place else downtown stop in the buzzard billies oh boy good food really good food go in there take a load off maybe get yourself a beverage stop in the buzzard billies and then you're like you know what i want to drink with my pinky out i'm going to go upstairs starlight lounge man good mart really good martinis that snickers martini is psh, boy the chocolate one Ooh, out of this world Stop in either place. Really good stuff. That's our friends at Buzzard Billy's, the Starlight Lounge, right upstairs. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. Uh, Mark says, uh, what happens if Aaron Rodgers decides not to play and you want to get rid of him at the end of the season? What then happens? Well, Ken Ingles, who does a lot of cap stuff, put out a really good post. He said, if Aaron Rodgers retires or he gets traded going into next season, uh, the Packers are left with $40.3 million of dead cap money. Now, if they do it and they spread it out between 2023 and 2024, that means whatever happens would have to happen after June 1st. After June 1st. Okay? So if Rodgers retires or then is traded, it would have to happen after the June 1st deadline. Then you can spread that cap hit out over two years. But if at the end of the season they say, oh, you're done, talk to you later, it's $40.3 million of dead cap money going into next year. And there's no way for the dead cap money to go anywhere. They've already pushed it back. They backloaded a contract for cash that's already been paid out to Rodgers from 2019-2021. So when those two restructures took place and his guaranteed money from 2022 and the roster bonus and all that stuff, it all st- still needs to go into this. Um so cutting him is not a realistic option. His 2023 base salary option of $59.5 million fully guaranteed, which would be the cap hit. <laughs> and that would be, uh, by the way, if you cut him loose, that then is also added to the $40.3 million, which would make it $99.8 million of dead cap money. He's not, he's not getting cut. The $40.3 million of dead cap money cannot be assigned to another team in a trade, even if the team would be willing to take it on. The Packers already paid this cash to Rodgers and therefore must account for the expense on their cap. It's just timing. It's the timing between cash and cap hits. So the only way you could do anything with Aaron Rodgers is if you decide to trade him after June 1st. 
So nothing's coming in the offseason. Unless, of course, you just caught a ton of money, you get rid of a bunch of players, you say, Jordan, we're going to give you this team, but it's going to be a year just to kind of get it going, and we're in the rebuild mode, and we're going to give it to you. Then you got a $40.3 million cap hit. Aaron Rodgers would then, you know, you'd spread that money out via trade prior to that. But if you cut him, now another team would take on his salary, but if you cut him, you owe $99.8 million. That ain't happening. So cutting him is not an option. So you either trade him and eat 40.3, trade him after June 1st and spread that money out over two years, 20.15 per year for two years, or you got Aaron Rodgers coming back. I believe he's coming back, 59.5 million reasons to come back. I believe they're going to run it back again next year. So we'll see. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Let's go to Bob listening to us in Appleton. Bob, welcome to the program, man. How you doing today? Not too bad. Yourself? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. What's up? Well, I was sitting there. I was, I, I've been listening now for, well, Sunday night and then yesterday and listening to everybody talk about the Packers' defense. And as bad as the Packers' defense played, the Packers still had a chance to win the game. Now, I'm going to switch the, the, the gears here, and I'm going to switch over to the offensive side of the ball. Whoever their play caller is, whether it's Lafleur or an offensive coordinator or, or Rodgers himself, must have fallen out of the stupid tree and hit every branch on the way down because 80, 85% of the time that Aaron Rodgers was in an empty backfield in the shotgun, he got hammered. He got hit sacked, whatever the case may be, he kept on getting hit 85% of the time. Now, anytime he was under center with backs in the backfield, they were successful off offensively. Why can't they see this? The other thing I'd like to say is the Chicago Bears coach, if he wasn't on the phone with Justin Fields and said to him, expect to have a big day on Sunday because this is how you beat the Green Bay Packers, um, I would be absolutely shocked. As far as Aaron goes, if he, and I say, and this is a big if, if he's hurt, because throughout the season, it just doesn't look like he wants to play anymore. Throughout the entire season. Um, and he's got a broken thumb. Okay, he's got a broken thumb, but he's slapping high fives with that hand throughout mm -hmm. the game. Um, all of a sudden, his ribs are hurt. It's, it's an oblique, but he went running off the field into the locker room. Um, I'm not saying he's faking his injuries at all. I'm sure he is hurt. I just don't think they're as severe as they are. And I don't think he's got the heart to play in Green Bay anymore. Uh, maybe even play at all anymore. Um, but that's just, that's just my opinion. And like I said, the Packers defense, yeah, they, abs they were absolutely horrible. Horrible. But for, to have the fact that the Packers still had a shot mm -hmm. to win that game offensively amazed me. But it also amazed me that they kept sticking him back, shotgun, empty backfield. That tells the that tells any defense, well, they're not handing the ball off to anybody. Right. So let's just go get Aaron. And like I said, eighty five percent of the time he did it, he got hammered or beat up. And I just think that's ridiculous. They gotta change something. Something's gotta change Green Bay or this ain't ever gonna be fixed. Thanks they I I agree with you. I appreciate the phone call. They I first of all, they've been running out of shotgun 
you know, a lot. They do it a lot. When they get him under center and they go play action, he is one of the best. One of the best at play action at uh, being able to hide the football, uh, making others believe that they're going to hand the ball off, and he has been really, really good at that over his career. 100% agree with you. Uh, As far as him jogging off the field or slapping high fives, I think in two things. First of all, he talked about getting twisted. So if he's coming back to play, uh, if you've ever had any kind of an oblique and or rib injury, especially if it's cartilage, man, it's painful. And you can run with it. What happens is if you get twisted, if your torso twists, man, it, it's like somebody sticking a knife in you. I, it, it just it hurts. It's painful. Uh, I actually did it playing basketball, not even playing football, but I did playing basketball. I hit uh, bleachers, and I tore like a little bit of cartilage. And, oh, my goodness, it just, poof, it's, it's just so incredibly painful. You think you broke ribs and you got punctured lungs and it takes your breath away. But uh, it just takes a little while to heal. So you can jog with it, and it kind of hurts. But it's when your torso gets, twist, gets twisted is when it really becomes painful. Now, the thumb, I actually think because of the way he threw the football, and he didn't throw the football poorly, Rodgers didn't. He threw the football rather well. There was only a couple of passes you could look at and go, oh, boy, that was kind of goofy looking. But I thought he threw the ball well. And I also thought the extra few days of rest helped the thumb. I think the thumb is closer to healing than it is to being injured. My, that's just my opinion. Because if the bone hasn't been displaced, dislodged, refractured, it's just healing slowly in the treatment he gets on it, I, I think he's okay. I think it's okay. I, I think it's closer to being healed than it is to actually being broken at this point because so much time has passed. Uh, 877-867-1670. I'd never question his heart. And here's the other thing. When you talk about he doesn't want to play in Green Bay, I look at it this way. If the guy doesn't want to play, he's got two built-in excuses to say, I'm banged up, man. I just need a little bit of time. Where instead he's saying, no, I I want to be out there. I'm ready to go. I want to play this week. By all means, I'm ready to go. I want to play. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Hit us up. Don't forget about our friends at Quick Trip. All you got to do. We all need gas. We we know that. Stop in a Quick Trip. Fill up. Type in your Quick Rewards number right there at the pump, and you are automatically registered for the Packers Opening Drive Contest. Your name, one name, is drawn. It could be your name. When Wayne and Larry said, hey, this drive brought to you by Quick Trip, and we're playing for Joe Smith. And you're Joe Smith, and you hear your name called, and you're, like, fired up, and then the Packers go down and score. Oh, my God. You get $10 for every yard garnered on the opening drive, plus up to 500 bucks for a touchdown or field goal. When they score, not a bad way to go because we could all use that uh, gash right around now anyway, right? Heck yeah. So there you go. That's the Quick Trip Opening Drive Contest, a proud partner of the Green Bay Packers. And if you're heading there for tailgate supplies, butter, eggs, milk, bananas, whatever it happens to be, bread, or just maybe a quick cup of coffee in the morning, always, always make it our friends from Quick Trip. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have today off. They return tomorrow to get ready to face the Bears at Soldier Field Sunday. Injured players getting treatment like safety Darnell Savage, who left on the opening series Sunday night in Philly with a foot injury. Aaron Rodgers underwent an MRI to determine how bad that rib injury is that he suffered against the Eagles. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur asked about Rodgers at a press conference last night. He said he was feeling a little bit better today, so that's a good sign. Did they tell you the results? Yes, but there's more to be 
done. So, like I said, sometimes there's stuff that doesn't show up on, on all the scans. He just All I can tell you is he's feeling a little bit better. Matt, if he's deemed healthy enough to play, will he play? Yes. Jordan Love only played 10 snaps in relief of Rodgers Sunday night, but he led the Packers to score a touchdown and a field goal. Love on CBS Sports Radio. Do you think one day maybe you could be on the same level as an Aaron Rodgers, as a player, even better than him? That's the goal. That's the goal right there. <laughs> so how, how long are you willing to wait? Um, are you a patient guy when it comes to that waiting process? Very patient. <laughs> I just, in the back of my head, I know my time will come, and it's all about what I do with that. It's got to make the most of that opportunity. The Bears are back in Chicago after losing to the Jets 31-10 to in the rain at MetLife Stadium. Safety Eddie Jackson went down on the turf with a foot injury, and their top wide receiver, Darnell Mooney, out for the year. He'll need ankle surgery. Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. Our eyes are forward now um, on to Packer week. Uh, we're looking to put our best foot forward. I know we got some uh, injury things that are uh, up in the air for for everybody, for our football team, for the media, for the fans. And again, I'll get that to you guys on Wednesday. But uh, certainly looking at different lineups and what we can do to put our best foot forward and put the best product on the field on Sunday. That's the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show continues on. Continues on. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, this is from Sean, who says, uh, cutting Aaron Rodgers is not an option. Why do fans have so much hate for him? I think bringing him back with a good young wide receiving staff and bringing in one or two veterans would be a better idea. Yes, you're going to have to get rid of some of the key components and contributors because of salary, but rework a couple of deals, bring in some good talent via free agency, and hopefully he hits on a couple of guys in the draft, and you're right back in it uh, as long as this team gets rid of Joe Barry. Appreciate the email. Uh, this is from Chris, who says, uh, hey, uh, hey, Bill, um, Chris from Green Bay, uh, listen every day. I appreciate the, uh, he goes on to say, uh, we see Joe Barry every now and then out and about. Uh, it's funny. Fans will come up and say, Hey, keep trying. But then the minute he walks away, they say, we can't wait, wait to get rid of that guy. He said, I was in Aldi the other day and one fan yelled something across the aisle about, I hope he's renting and not owning. Uh, wait a minute. Do you mean, uh, Joe Barry shopping in Aldi? Come on. Maybe he is. What the hell do I know? You know, so I don't know, picking up a pack of something that just says hot dogs on it. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe a big weenie roast or something. (laughs) I hope you're renting. Not See, that's just cold, man. But then again, you know what? Hey, if somebody comes up and says it to you and and they're not a jerk about it, I guess, then they're just being honest. And you're saying the same stuff in, in person as you are behind closed doors, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? 877-867-1670. That's just gold. Ben, would you ever do that to somebody? Hope you're renting. Nope. Safe to say. Yeah. Um, now, I, I have gone. I, I will say this. I go into locker rooms and ask questions, and I show my face. Uh, I mean, obviously, during the Packers season, it's kind of tough because everything they do is while we're on the air live, so it's kind of tough to get in there, but... Uh, I've done it. I've I've had confrontations with players and coaches and such before. I don't mind doing that. As a matter of fact, it's usually good because it clears the air. 
And it also ends up being very informative in a lot of different ways. So I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. Coming up. Coming up. We're going to hear from the new, the new head coach. Luke Fickle's coming up. We're going to hear some audio from him. Got Rob Reichel coming up. Zach Heilprin coming up. We got all kinds of good stuff. One hour down, three to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.